0: The Hillbilly Records podcast is sponsored by Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. For your family law issues such as divorce, child custody and visitation, support and adoption, contact Chris at 815-355-8194 or through his website, hofflegal.com. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Records theme song.
1: to the hillbilly records podcast and i'm tanya if you were not in fox lake man what a show did you miss all kinds of action was happening all kinds of swerves also isn't that right record
0: absolutely i mean we saw like an eddie guerrero kind of move to end a match between uh kazile and eric freedom uh there was a new champion um
1: Mateo uh, fell a little short yeah, uh, he, know, in his bid for Midwest uh, title.
0: Yeah, he he turned on Moondog. Out of all the people you would ever think that he would turn on, he turned on his one of his best friends in the yeah, business. And um, that was a huge shocker Bri- for me, Brian too. Brian Allen
1: got, got knocked down. Yeah. Uh, Mateo comes out and actually asks Moondog, do you want to win or not? And pretty much, uh, I don't even think Moondog had a chance to answer. And before you know it, Moondog got hit with Matteo's uh, finishing move, and Jimmy barely crawls over yeah. and puts his arm oh, over. Yeah. Uh, and then Moondog one, two, three—you got
0: a new champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but uh, obviously uh, Mateo Valentine has a target on his back. Uh, Wrestle Rage Twenty One. Moondog Murray is definitely going to try to get his revenge back out of Mateo.
0: Oh, yeah. And then also, a surprise delivery shows up. Yeah. A man in a clown mask shows up with a box. And IPA opens up the box and two balloons coming out saying that Brothers of Funstruction, Funstruction. going to take on the winner of, uh, what was it, the IPA and uh, what, the Reckoning? Yeah. And, uh... It looks like that was a uh, a thrown out match, and it's gonna be a triple threat tag team. Well, anytime match you get here. the
1: uh, brothers of construction involved, uh, you definitely could. I don't know how can you say it, it would definitely be full of surprises. Brothers of construction, they have been making their way on NWA. Uh, They are very well known on the East Coast also. To have them in, uh, anything could happen. I mean, you never know. I mean, the clowns could even walk away with those titles.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) and that's going to put a big name on Powell (laughs) if they do, so... Uh, Yes. Uh, But, hey, we got some reckoning going on here in the basement at Studio 444. Um, We got the man himself, the steel man, Logan Steele. So, uh... (laughs) Big victory for yourself over uh, Hunter Payne this past uh, weekend. Tell us uh, a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, it was. uh, So obviously a couple weeks prior, Hunter and I were in the the tournament. And uh, unfortunately, he, in my opinion, he he used a distraction to get over on me. And he he took the win. And I wasn't able to advance in that POW World title, number one contendership tournament. Uh, But of course, you know. Uh, Chris Hedford and myself, we we took it upon ourselves to make sure that Hunter Payne himself couldn't advance either, which caused him to want another match against me. And and obviously on Saturday, people saw that despite all the fans saying that I was Mr. No Muscles and Mr. Tiny Muscles, I showed them that when I picked him up and I slammed him down and got the one, two, three, that I'm stronger, a lot stronger than Hunter Payne. Is. yeah so
0: that was a lot of meat yet I mean he's about 300,
2: 320 pounds somewhere around there so I, I I had to show those the people in the crowd that uh, they're they're messing with the wrong guy when they're trying to talk down to me
1: <laughs> well you uh, definitely have your backup with this uh, crew the reckoning um, I don't know why you even wanted to join in on this you know Jason Dukes Tyler Sullivan acid jazz Sean priest.
2: Well, you know, I honestly, for, for a while I wasn't really doing much, as, as a lot of people obviously know. Uh, I'd been out of wrestling for about seven years, and uh, Chris came to me and uh, told me he uh, needed some muscle for the, this group that he was putting together to to kind of get back get back at POW and, and everything he felt was done wrong to him. And uh, I said, you know what, I got nothing going on right now. I'll, I'll gladly help out. And I, I liked the group that he, he put together. I, I like Tyler Sullivan, Sean Priest, Acid Jazz, and obviously Jason Dukes recently joined us because he's a smart man. He knows where to align himself with. And
1: uh, Yeah, definitely. But we're going to backtrack here a little bit. Uh, you are, uh, like you said, you left the business for a little bit. Yes. Uh, but when did you actually come in? Uh,
2: so uh, around, for me, it, it started – uh, around June of 2008, I was graduating high school, and a friend of mine, uh, Jason, who eventually became one of the referees, Jason Paul, Yeah, he we always wore wrestling t-shirts, he noticed that, and he says, hey, uh, I see you like wrestling, do you want to go to a show? And my, my first ever uh, show, actually, actually of wrestling in general, I've never gone to a WWE show or anything, my first show was a POW show. Uh, I believe it was either that June or July, so it was about it was probably summer explosion in 2008 uh-huh. at the Al Hattendorf, of all places. I, we haven't been there in a while, but um, so it was there, and uh, I enjoyed it. And I think the next month, I got my dad to go with me to one at the Elk Grove VFW, another old yeah, venue we there. used to be at. And uh, they they did the whole thing of, hey, if you want to join, talk to Jimmy Blaze. So I talked to him, and uh, I believe I signed I, I don't recall doing a fantasy camp. I think I just joined and signed August of 2008, so that's when I started training. Um, first match was June of 2009 against uh, The Chosen One Dayhawk. Wow, okay. Yeah. And and so Dayhawk, he, uh, he
1: was uh, you know, a staple of uh, you know, yeah. Powell Entertainment there uh, for a long time.
2: Yeah, and he, I mean, I, at the time I was about 165 pounds, which for most people right now, it's it's hard to believe. And I imagine <laughs> people have seen photos of me from back then, and they're like, there's no way that's you. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that, that was me. Um, And obviously, Dayhawk way outweighed me in that match, and he got the victory in that one. But you know, I, I, I stuck around, uh, eventually put on some more size. At, at my heaviest with, with them, I was about 215. And, I mean, I was looking good, and eventually – Formed the tag team in about 2010 with with GQ, the picture-perfect tag team. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, then we added a couple more people. We had Justin James, Joey Chichi, Turbo. Um, Eventually, Turbo and myself became tag team champions. I I forget exactly when. I know at some point I I was the regional champion. um, But unfortunately, with that, I wasn't able to actually defend it myself. I was Mm. going through concussion issues, so I had – uh, proxy defended for me. I think Matt Mayhem you know, mm-hmm. was defending it for me. Mm-hmm. Very successfully, too. I, I hey. He had several defenses for me, and he eventually defended it against Scotty Tuhati as well. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was... was at the um, odium. Yeah, at the oh, Odeum. Yes. So, yeah, that was the one where un- unfortunately, uh, Matt, he got kind of punched a bit hard, and I remember he had a, uh, a hole poking out of his cheek, and he didn't know it at the time. Yeah. But when he got back to the locker room, someone noticed he was bleeding, and he took a drink of water, and all of a sudden the water starts squirting out of his cheek. Really? And oh, wow. he's like, wow, and, and I guess he got punched so hard, like a, one of his teeth, kinda like a, a McFoley situation, yeah. punctured through his, his cheek. Oh wow. Yeah, and he he had no idea. Um
1: Well, there oh, are wow. pictures, you could see him bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. Um But see now, according to some other story that uh Scotty Tuhati Kind of put the brakes on him a little bit because he was moving too fast. I mean, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, Matt Ma'am, He was definitely superb in the ring. Great kid, great kid, and I could see him going a little fast in yeah. the ring. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, he, I,
2: I, I, think, if, I think if I think of anything, he was just a little e- excited. Yeah. I mean, when you, I mean, I, I've worked uh, a few former uh, stars. I have worked Marty mm-hmm. uh Demolition. So, I mean, at times when you get in the ring with somebody like that, that's been at the big show, you you tend to get a little hesitant like, and nervous. Get a little excited. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, you're trying to make sure that you live up to their expectations and you want to make sure that you don't embarrass yourself in front of this this person who's been there and who could possibly ha- help you further along mm-hmm. yeah. uh, w- with other ventures. I mean,
1: but, con- but considering the source, eh, you know, I'm kind of know iffy on that you know see him <laughs> you know
2: i mean i i know i think he did tell me himself that that kind of is is what happened but uh, um there was no no ill will in it right. at no, all no 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 no. I mean, and it wasn't even told that way either yet. yeah
1: but uh it, matt love him miss him yeah. and uh he's just uh it was great to pit the actually it was a great match it was you know it was a re- uh, one of the uh, better matches I've seen Matt actually do during, you know, during that time, and oh, he was, wow. his matches were on, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. so, but you know, it was the, you know, everybody was on a high that night because uh, it's the odium, Yeah. Uh, you know, we were doing good and so forth. So it was a good time, you know, in Pow at that, at that oh, time. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember, yeah, we, we drew, I think it was what, what, like a, over a thousand people or something yeah, at that, that one. Yeah, that was the first time we. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the first uh, odium mm. we went to. Yeah, it was.
2: See, so, yeah, we we had some good draws at those. So, um, yeah, after I know after that, we we disbanded. Basically, Picture Perfect disbanded, mm. and it was pretty much just me. So I was left as the Picture Perfect man, came out with the body spray and the the mirror and all <laughs> that, you know. Um, and uh, it was it was going well. I mean, I was. Winning a lot and and really, I felt showcasing right. some talent, mm-hmm. and eventually got put in a the world in a world title run uh, against uh, Chris Cairo, who was the champion at the time. This was I want to say 2012, um, and we had several matches, and they, I kept getting put through the ringer where they said, "Hey, you gotta you gotta beat him for your title shots. So then, you know, it was like uh, we we had draws and this and that, and finally I got to beat him to mm-hmm. get my title shot, and then finally we had. Um, I believe it would have been Rage, ten or eleven. So it, was, yeah. it was of that year. So it was uh, him and me in a dog collar match, Oh, wow. which was actually I've n- I'd never done I've never done any type of special match in in that sense before, other than, um, well, my hair versus hair match against GQ, where obviously the outcome of that one is obvious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we we had a dog collar match and both of us bleeding him more than I was. It was. Right. He, he, he had the full on Crimson Mask going, and uh, unfortunately, in that one, I didn't get the outcome I, I, I wanted. Um, so then we had a couple more matches, I know, uh, where eventually I think I worked a couple four ways and finally got the world title over. It was Cairo, Stonewall, and Eric Freedom in a four way dance. Wow. Oh, wow. Stonewall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah, to bring back a name from the past. So it was, and he actually in that one uh, basically. Helped me go get the title in that one. Instead of taking the win for himself, he he let me take that one. And then uh, about a month or so later, I dropped it back to Eric Freedom, and um, that was actually on the downside for me. And then eventually wasn't much longer before I was I was out. Now initially I was out because uh, in the year of 2014 I was in the military, and so I was gone for basically the whole year. I had. Uh, was like uh, close to like 20, 30 weeks of training. So I was just out oh, for shit. that whole time. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, honestly, I enjoyed it. If mm-hmm. I could go back to basic training, I'd do it again. It was actually, mm-hmm. when you're in it, it's not yeah. so much fun. But when you look back, you're like, hey, this is not so bad. And then you, I got in great shape too, right. honestly. No,
1: I, I've, I've got uh, my cousin's uh, son, you know, Marines and all that. And this kid is, was just like already knew. He was like, "I can't wait for basic training." I'm like, "Are you crazy?"
0: <laughs> There's, <laughs> but,
1: and, but you know what? Uh, you know, Renee, I'm gonna let you know that I'm talking about you guys. <laughs> That's my cousin. Uh, she, her son, uh, straight. He's mm. he's gonna be a middle, you know, military man yeah. all the way. And uh, we need guys like him because he is so focused. I mean, wow. I, when I've gone down there right before he was getting ready to like go into the military. I mean, he was like, like four months and he, cause he had his date, yeah. you know, and unfortunately I was down there for a funeral and I mean, he's ready. He's talking about this and the way his posture and the way he presented himself intimidated the fuck out of me. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, you know, I mean, a firm handshake and just, yeah. Yes, mm. sir. No, sir. And I'm like, dude, you ain't gotta do that. I, no, yes, sir. I understand. <laughs> you know but yeah uh he was and he went through his his training and all that he said he fucking loved it oh yeah uh, he right. loved it and matter of fact uh renee said that because they've got property yeah you know he's out there running around the property doing this doing that you know fit kid i wouldn't want it. i'd like to get him in wrestling tell you honest <laughs> the truth. Yeah. well
2: and, and and honestly there's uh, a few people when i was in basic that were similar to that where um, he, this, this one kid came in fully ready to go. And uh-huh. I mean, he was one of those two it was kind of weird. And we was talking about, yeah, I just want to get over there and, you know, start shooting some people. And <laughs> then it was, uh, one of the drill sergeants mentioned how he actually was overseas. And he said, you know, told us a story about how he held one of his friends as he died. And all of a sudden you see a change in this kid and he ended up, uh, leaving. He you know, and if if you decide to quit basic, they will keep you there for a while because they're trying to get their money out of you. Like basic, oh, yeah. basically, they they're paying a certain amount of money to train you, right. and that's money they just wasted just because you showed up. Yeah. So they they keep you there for a lot longer. Like so, they tell you the quickest way to get out of the military is to complete basic training and then you can tell him, Hey, I don't want to do this, but he decided not to. So he stuck around for a couple of cycles and basic training is about 10 weeks, 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. So he stayed there a lot longer than any of us, which was, was dumb on his part. But we, we, and we, and we kept looking at him. We said, how did you not know coming in here that if you get sent overseas, like you seem to want to, that you could possibly get shot and die. That it is a realistic possibility. And yeah. And, and he just, he ended up i guess also being on suicide watch too because he was he was just trying to get out and that's also the worst thing to do you don't don't no. don't tell them you're thinking that because even if you're not if you tell them that you're constantly watched all the time like somebody is literally always watching you right and even while you sleep somebody has to stay up and watch you sleep just because they don't want you sneaking off and doing something. Now, he wasn't going to, but I think he was hoping that if he told them that, they would let him go home sooner. Right. And it's like, nope, that's not, <laughs> that's not what they're going to do. Wow. Um, and we we had another kid that was uh, 17 when he got in, and he turned 18 while he was there, which I guess was that's why they allowed it. But he was a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert, and it was crazy. Wow. Uh, we did basic combatives, and that was kind of what it was. It was more jiu-jitsu type stuff. Right. And they were just – in he everybody wanted to challenge him because he was the guy. so he ended up re, uh, like wrestling five different guys plus the instructor all at this like not at the at the same time but back to back to back. Right. Right. I mean I think that we put like different fights in between uh-huh. but he was just dripping in sweat and this and he he was shorter than me smaller than me but this and the, the drill instructor was huge he had to be like 6'2 250 Damn. and this kid wore him down and just wow he beat everybody and it was funny <laughs> because they told us if he beats all five people plus him we got to have ice cream which right at that moment <laughs> you don't realize how much you want ice cream until you go 10 weeks without it you know and then we're like oh, oh, that's ice cream. yeah like that's awesome and and so, then he's the new instructor now. Yeah, too, like, right? yeah, he's like <laughs> everyone's like, this kid's a hero. You know, like, he, we, we got ice cream because of you. Uh, no, so, no, yeah. No. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I did that. Like I so said, the basic training was about 10, 12 weeks. Uh, then I had 20 weeks for job training. So I didn't get back until late November of 2014. So I was, yeah, I was gone a while.
0: Yeah. A whole year. Yeah, like basically. Yeah. Right. So
2: um, then I want to say early 2015, started talking to Jimmy again, like, hey, I want to start back up. And I think I wrestled that most of that year, and then there was just um, certain differences that that hit. I mean, a few people know about it. I, I ended up, I like I tell a lot of people, I got, uh, I guess, too big for my britches, so to speak, where I I I expected more, uh-huh. and I I was only twenty five at the time, so I wasn't willing to wait for it. You know, I wanted wow. it. I wanted it now, as I was like, hey, I considered myself to be. In better shape than most of the locker room right. I considered myself to, to, to Wrestle as good if not better than most of the locker room And I expected more And uh, there was certain people That, that, that kind of made sure that that didn't happen And I got mad at the wrong person uh, And and so then I just I left I honestly Some people didn't know this but I tossed out all my gear Everything I was just done I was like I, I want nothing wow. to do with wrestling ever again Not even another company I was like I'm just done mm-hmm. Um. You know, so then, honestly, I will say this this is the one thing I I did, I did like was for the past like seven years that I wasn't doing it, every weekend was open and and (laughs) so a lot of the guys in the business don't realize when you get those free weekends, and it's every weekend, it's like, it's, it's nice sometimes because you get to go out and do what it is you want to do. Yeah, um, and oh, then yeah. it, 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 took some time, uh, and then eventually Jimmy and I, we talked and we had a, you know, a heart to heart. Cause honestly, I, I tell people like I was mad at him and there was no reason for me to be mad at him. We, we, you know, right. he knows this. A lot of people know this, so it's mm-hmm. not, not really a secret. Um, but what really brought me back was talking. I, I had talked a lot over the years with Matt Mayhem and right. he had constantly, uh, wanted to get back into, into wrestling. Mm. But he had massive health issues. He was yeah. telling me, I think he had one, if not both, hips replaced. Jeez. I know he had something wrong with his shoulders. Um, and just in general, I think he had, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people, he had a heart condition. Yes. But there was just a lot that was going on with him. And he, he, not to speak ill, but he never really took care of himself mm-hmm. that like he should have. um I mean, he was telling me about how, because he had to walk around with a cane, he wanted to do kind of a a Mr. Fuji type manager gimmick, <laughs> right. you know. thing when he came back, and you know, he kept talking about coming back, coming back, and then when he passed, it it, it kind of hit me to where I, I I thought to myself, you know what? Let's let's see what I got left in the tank. See if there's anything yeah. there, and then mm-hmm. basically, uh, if I can, let's ride this thing until the wheels fall off. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, well, you're riding on the. Chris Hedford bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs>
2: and and honestly, I think that's it's honestly that's a bandwagon. I think it was, it was smart to hitch myself too. So far, I mean, I've I actually have it seems a better record than most of the other members of the Reckoning, unfortunately. But I mean that that's just I think that's just a testament to to Chris's work with me, and mm-hmm. it changed. Obviously, came back bigger. I mean, I'm uh, I'm about eighty pounds heavier than i was when i first came back i'm weighing in about two ninety, 290,
1: two ninety five. 295 so yeah you're definitely uh <laughs> definitely changed you yeah, know. yeah um yeah the feud with uh you once you came in obviously you got uh, you made yourselves known the reckoning known and uh started it off with dazzling donnie uh pretty much wrong place wrong time was he a target or or what how it, you know how did that start because obviously you guys gave him the beat down (laughs) so (laughs) so so definitely
2: for don and we kept trying to tell him this every every match every time he kept wanting to come back and get another rematch a rematch a rematch it was like because he wanted those keys obviously which which anybody does and and we had already predetermined that no matter what we were gonna get the keys so it could have been you know, Acid Jazz in there with with Mateo. It could have been him with Makai. It doesn't matter who Acid Jazz was in there with. Acid Jazz was going to be the one that was going to win that match, and we we're going to make sure it happened. It just so happened that Don was the one that was in there, mm-hmm. and he, he took it the wrong way. And it's one of those where I know it's the old cliche, but it was really not personal. It was just mm-hmm. business. Just business. And the that's, wrong that's... person, wrong time. A- exactly, answer, yeah. exactly. And and you know, and then he, we we had a, we had honestly, I, I think we had some spectacular matches now he obviously I took took care of the the first two I got the win over him I, I and then he wanted that third one I didn't understand it I, I said I beat you twice I beat you I beat him badly and he wanted that third one and I got it I'll, I'll say this I'll tip my hat off to him he came out and he beat the hell out of me for about a couple of minutes on the outside of the ring there I don't know if you guys saw that or not yeah. he was oh, yeah uh, he,
1: he would he as, was yeah. uh, both barrels uh i was doing camera work that night i'm yeah. waiting i'm waiting for him to come out of the entrance and next thing i know same. i hear rj you know screaming that there he is and i'm like turning around next thing I, <laughs> yeah know.
2: No, i i'm the same as you i'm i was sitting there i was looking through the curtain i'm waiting for him and all of a sudden i get hit in the, hit in the back and i fly through the ropes and i'm like what what the hell's going on here and mm-hmm. i mean as big as i am and he he was throwing me around the the, the yeah, outside there yeah. I, Thing, i collapsed into some chairs and almost I think
1: you took one fan off his chair too. yeah that was i mean that was that was inadvertent i mean
2: i i honestly almost i i as he was throwing me i think i i tried to do a little matrix swerve to get away from the guy but i didn't know if he was trying to get a lawsuit out of us or something because he he fell anyway i wa I, I rewatched the tape i don't recall touching him but he he so and then yeah, that that same fan came up to me at the end of the night saying i broke his camera and uh i offered to help him pay for a new one and he told me it was like 15 year old camera he's like don't worry about it and so then i was like okay then why are you coming up to me like what are you, are you, <laughs> what ch- do you trying want, to get yeah, yeah, trying to get some money from me and they do you know, make but, polaroid like <laughs> right exactly that's, I'm surprised, that's,
1: that's I'm, surprised send, I'm surprised you didn't send him over there to chris
2: I, I honestly i should have but yeah i it's it's uh it's one of those one of the curses i have that a lot of people i mean i'm mean when i'm out there when i'm in the ring i'm, I'm mean when i'm out there but a lot of people that know me uh, they, they, I'm a, I'm a nicer guy when the, when it's all said and done, maybe, maybe that's something that I shouldn't, I shouldn't be. Maybe I should be a bit more meaner to these, some of these fans that are, especially guys like that. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I just, I don't know what it is that when, 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 I'm out there, it's the, the, the Logan steel that's in that ring is, is not the guy that comes out, comes out when it's all said and done.
1: Now, is this the same Logan steel that, uh, has made, uh, you have made your way to Southland championship wrestling? and so forth now is this the same type logan steel persona or
2: uh i I definitely feel when i'm down there especially now with uh being with scott spade kazile and tommy macabre they i mean it it changes me a bit when i'm down there uh as opposed like when i'm with them like something about them rubs off on me as opposed to the other way yeah so we we definitely are meaner uh down there I mean, up, up here with, with with Powell, I just like to go in the ring and hurt people. That's all. Right. I like beat people down. But when it's like when I'm in, in Southland, it's like I get more a bit more evil or wicked or something. Something. I, I don't understand what it is, but that I mean. Who, that'll who, happen
0: when you're hanging out with those three. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> what it is.
1: Yeah, well, with Scott Spade right there, you can say enough. You know, uh, Macabre and Kazayo, they're trouble no matter where they go. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. I, I
0: – I had bugs with Tommy the last time I was yeah, here I know so. right I need to put that clip up too because when I was, found it I, I found it too yeah. i like I told the producer hey look well
2: that was that was part of my initiation too he he opened his box of bugs and he said here have one and I did it without hesitation I was like all right and I think I took the cricket not the small little meal yeah, worm, I, t- so. I took the cricket too. yeah so it's like and <laughs> it put like
0: the legs off a little so bit, yeah, he, yeah he says hey if you're gonna if you're
2: gonna be with us you got to have one and I'm like all right so I did it and you know, it, it actually wasn't too bad. It was just salty. So, I I mean, I <laughs> I, 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 I almost wondered if they were real. And then he's like, yes, these are real. I'm like, oh. And I, I asked that after I'd already eaten it. He's like, yes, they are real. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. That's something else. <laughs> All right. I tell you what. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, pause here to let our sponsors know that we are thinking of them and that we appreciate their sponsorship. So, we will be right back.
0: Fans, we know that sometimes life can throw some curveballs. If you're in need of family law advice, talk to Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. If you are looking to capture that special moment or event, look no further than Pow Entertainment's very own photographer, Mike Baer. Find him on Facebook at Michael Baer Photography. This is Kazile,
2: and you're listening to Hillbilly Wreckers. All righty, fans,
1: uh, we are back with uh, a member of the Reckoning with Chris Hedford. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, trust me, people are keeping
0: score on he- every time we. Oh, listen, I am too. You know, honestly. Yeah. On, yeah every time I listen. Dings, I think the ding went off like eight or nine times on <laughs> last episode. But uh, Yes,
1: we have Logan Steele with us. And uh, I'm telling you, we're getting a, a good insight on uh, some background outside of wrestling with this gentleman. And it's very interesting. All right.
0: Well, uh, we're gonna be doing the three wrecking questions with Logan Steele here. Sounds good. So you're you're a listener of the show. So absolutely. You, you <laughs> probably have somewhat of an idea of what's yeah. coming here. Um, all right. What's your favorite uh, cereal or breakfast item?
2: Um, golden Grahams. Oh yeah. Good it's, choice. On that and, and 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 as somebody who's a cereal savant, it's the one cereal they've never actually changed. Oh, They've yeah, There's, there's yeah. never been a different Same
0: thing, same logo, yep. box. Yeah. yeah. You know, same everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where and what is your go-to restaurant or fast food place to go to after a show?
2: Uh, if I don't go to T-Woods, I usually go to Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Got to yeah. go to Taco Bell. Yeah. I mean, go. I regret it the next morning, but, you know, oh, that, yeah. that night I'm fine. Oh, yeah. So- eat gordita <laughs> crunch all the way. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, now you're a man of many tattoos. What is your favorite tattoo? Uh,
2: It would actually be, so it's close. I have uh, a tattoo on my left calf of Nicolas Cage from Conair. Brilliant. Which, <laughs> which yeah. is that, that like yeah. iconic
0: image of him looking out. Yeah, with the hair with blowing the in hair the wind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that one, and the tattoo artist absolutely like, I, so the place I go to, Area 51 in Crystal Lake, they... Oh, yeah, i yeah, they, yeah right I, and, and there, I right? was actually just there, too. Got another tattoo. Um, But they... Uh, uh, the, the bow the body? The bo, bow body from the, the office, body. yeah, for those who know. <laughs> um, so the guy who runs the shop, when I send in the photos of what I want to do, he didn't let the other two people even get a chance at it. He said, I want to do that Nicolas Cage one. I have to do that one. Um, and he absolutely he enjoyed every moment of it. Um, the other one that I would say is one of my favorites is actually underneath my left bicep here, and it's a tattoo... It's a puzzle piece with Godzilla. And so the puzzle piece represents autism. And my brother, Sean, he has autism. Mm -hmm. And he loves diehard Godzilla. And, And this Godzilla, I had to ask him, 'Cause there's numerous versions of Godzilla. I said, yeah. which one is your favorite? And I, I honestly I don't know which one this is. I can't remember. It might be from the nineteen eighties, I think, possibly sixties, I'm not sure. But he's told me specifically which which one. I went and looked up a photo of it, found it, and we put it in there. So oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So and that was done on his birthday too. That was oh, and that was awesome. And and the best part is though, I don't know if anybody has relatives with autism or anything, but mm-hmm. so I, I get this tattoo. And I go to my dad's house for his birthday to show him. Because it was the only thing I really got him. I and mean, this cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I show it to him. And he goes, oh, cool. And that's it. That was the reaction. And so we, we explained to him. My dad says, hey, do you know what that is? Do you know? And we kind of explained to him the significance. He goes, oh. And just walks away. And I was like, so I did this for him. So there's a part of him with me forever. Oh, awesome. oh, and, he, and, he, and his reaction was just, okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, but uh, I no, mean, we, I know he, I know he cares. I know he cares. Yeah, so, yeah. Th-
1: they have their way, you know. Um, yeah, Oh, Godzilla movies, <laughs> right?
0: I
2: mean, You'll he's already ta- he's that. already talking about he wants to do uh, whenever they do the Fathom events with with movies or, okay. or like old movies. He said the Godzilla from two thousand. I think that's the one with uh, Matthew Broderick. Yes, is, is they're doing a Fathom event with that, and he's like, "Hey, let's go do this." I'm like, "I don't want to do that," but <laughs> oh, I I God. might. We, we we did do the Fathom event with. House dude, of th- the,
1: the old ones. you need to introduce them to like from the 50s and
2: 60s oh he's he's seen them all oh, he he, dude, he no, personally no. seen them all i haven't he's trying to get me to watch them and i'm like i don't know if <laughs> I, I, can. I can't get into that so it's, it
1: is it is so cheesy it's yeah good. oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's so yeah. cheesy it's good <laughs>
0: you know. can you see isn't it like the little houses or whatever you yeah. see like oh yeah it's like moving when it's like stopping on the and it's it's the, the it's the guys in the costumes that are
2: fighting each other yeah <laughs> oh.
0: you've been in the business for quite some time i'm sure you've taken numerous road trips
2: a few yeah
0: what would be what was what was your favorite road trip or f- favorite road trip story that you can uh, share with us? Yeah,
2: so um, I think it was the I think it was the only time I was actually in Dubuque, Iowa, and uh, it was myself, Don Dynamite, Kanoa, and Skits M. Jones. For those who remember any of those names, S-
1: Skip M. Jones. Yes, it's the only one I don't remember off the top of my head.
2: He was the uh, he did a lot of the like, the Pow uh, uh, newsletter. Whatever it was, and then oh and then, and skits, yes yeah, skits,
1: skits. Oh okay skits. So it was
2: us four driving out to Dubuque, mm-hmm. and we ended up uh, staying out there. But after my match, uh, and I think Canoa was done, we go out to the gas station nearby while the show's still going on, uh. and we got two cases of Bud Light, and we just started pounding them. And then we go to uh, this this. Uh, Breakfast restaurant with everybody, and we're Mm -hmm. we're sort of hammered already. And so we we eat some food, and there's this fan, I guess, that uh, that I unbeknownst to me. He shows up to every Dubuque show that they that we Pow had gone to or done, and he just was trying to cling to somebody. And so he was trying to cling to us. But we were sitting there with Trevor and whoever else, and so we (laughs) We tried to get him and pawn him off on Trevor. (laughs) And we and we managed to do it and we we ran out the building, like real like we quickly paid and ran out as he's busy with Trevor. And I remember we it was the three of us were running out the door and we're looking for Skits because it was I believe it was he was the only one not drinking, so he had to drive. And we're like, (laughs) Where's Skits? He's gotta drive, he's gotta drive. And as we're at the car, Skits pops out of nowhere from the other side of the parking lot. And we're like, where did you come from? And he's like, let's go, let's go. This guy's, you know, and so we get in the car, we're driving away. And I think the guy starts coming out the door as we're leaving. And like, he was trying to ask us like to to wait up so he could follow us. Cause he, this guy would follow people to their hotels too. And so we quickly drove away before he could, you know, he can even get close to us. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at the hotel, it was us four sharing one room. And, no, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and there. The, the only thing there. I will say I was upset about was the room was on my card, oh, but no. I ended up sleeping on the floor. Oh, while no. Don, well, no. Yeah, while, yeah no. Well, Don got a chair, and I think Skits and, and Kanoa shared a, a, a the bed, and their excuse was because I ended up at one point, and there was, there was a photo of this. Don might still have it. Of me hugging the toilet because I was so out of it. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, from what they said, I, I didn't actually throw up. I was just in there in case I did. Just and so, laying on that cold floor. Just, just laying on the cold floor next to the toilet. <laughs> and uh, so the, in my opinion, the be- best part of that was so my my dad for whatever reason was up at, at like two or three a.m. Mm. and he sees this photo posted on because Don posted it on Facebook, which oh, I didn't, shit. which I didn't care. I'm all for that. I, I I'm never embarrassed by anything. I'll tell you anything. <laughs> So he posts it and my dad was freaking out and he is calling every single person that was with us and like me, everybody. Uh, uh. And then he calls, uh, Dayhawk who at the time is on his honeymoon in Florida. Uh. And so my, my he, he answers and he's like, don't ever call me again. I'm on my honeymoon. And so all of us, like most of us had left our phones in the car right. and our phones are dead and he's freaking out. And by the time my phone charges, I have so many text messages from him, calls from him, and he is flipping out. And I was, I, I, can't, I can't recall how old I was, but I was still living at home. And there were a few times where I would get so drunk and he'd be upset about that. So I'm, I'm better with that now than I was when I was younger. But when you're younger and you're 21, 22, you go out and you party and you do whatever. Yeah, you're, you're going to go so, yeah, out. He, and I was still living at home at the time. So he was, he was really freaking out. And I was like, I was fine. I'm like, our phones were in the car. You expect me to believe all of you left your phones in there? Yeah, 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 that's what happened. You know, like don't know what you don't know what you want me to tell you. So, but yeah, that was and then we drive we drive back home, and I think Don's his his stereo is broken, so the CD can't come out, and the only CD that we're listening to the entire time we go home is I can't remember. It's a a Katy Perry CD with California Uh. Girls, whichever one that was on. So we're listening to the entire thing, and here's four big dudes sitting there and all you hear is California girls they're undeniable and we're like we know all the lyrics to every song by that point and it's like it was just hilarious. And people are looking in because we're blasting it too. So it's not like we tried to keep it quiet. We're blasting it through the windows, and all these other cars are looking like, "What is going on in that car?" But yeah, no, that was that was that was a fun night. Honestly, it was a fun uh, night. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember who, who exactly I was. I was wrestling that night, and I just remember the the whole adventure that we had mm-hmm. driving around, finishing off two cases of Bud Light between three or four people. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Almost sounds like a Michigan trip. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I ha-
2: I haven't been there, but I've heard I've heard stories and, and all the stories I've heard on this podcast or from from the people other people. I mean they're they're great. I yeah. mean, that's, that's all I hear. It's it's oh like it, it's like you, you remember the trip sometimes more than what you did when you were up there. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Outside of wrestling, what uh do you like to you know, play around with. I mean, you got you know, that's like, you know what? I got some time to myself. This is something I like to do.
2: Yeah, a lot of times, um, actually what's, which, what's kind of funny is a lot of people have asked me, uh, they're like, yeah, you know, Logan Steele, the ultimate powerhouse, is that is that real or are you just putting on a show for – for wrestling and I tell people and I've had a couple people in the, in the locker room ask me I said no I'm I'm like I'm not okay I'm not as strong as some of those guys you might see that, that are you know uh the the power the real big power lifters you know right. like Eddie Hall and whatever I'm like but I've I've done a lot of competitions and uh I'm like I I can push some weight I'm like my max bench currently is about 390 and I'm still shooting for the Ooh. 400 I've I've gotten close uh-huh. to that uh 400 I 400
0: pounds. Jeez. I
2: recently hit a 450 fifty pound squat uh, and the guy that was spotting me told me he thought I could have done more, but I was worried about my back. I, I do have back uh, issues, even though I, do, uh, I continue to do wrestling and powerlifting. Right. Uh, then I hit a, a 435 deadlift recently. And uh, actually in a couple of weeks, uh, October 28th in Lombard, uh, It's I think it's just called Lombard Fitness. It's a powerlifting gym. There's uh, I have a competition there, uh me, my dad and my brother will all be competing. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, wow. so it's it's a bench and deadlift only. Uh my dad and I are doing those two. My brother will just be doing the bench. Uh he's done one with us before. It was a benefit for autism. Um where he, my brother, he's not as strong as he should be. I, I keep pushing to be a lot stronger, but mm-hmm. he came close to hitting a 200-pound bench. And nice. it was it was nice seeing the fact that he was upset that he didn't get it because uh-huh. he knew, hey, I can be stronger. And I've right. constantly pushed him, like, you can do, bo- do more. Um, Yeah, no, uh, actually, and doing that I actually started with a, a friend of mine at the gym. He's about 22, uh, 22 23. He's a Hoffman police officer now. Um, but he said he wanted to do something like that. He wanted to do a powerlifting competition. And I said, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you do it, I'll do it. And so I signed up and then I think it motivated him to sign up. And at the time I was, I only started doing this just last year. So I was 32 and, uh, you know, we did a beginner's competition where it doesn't actually count for anything, but they go over the rules and you actually full on compete. You do squat, bench, deadlift, all that. And, uh, they give you a little certificate and then I kept doing them. I've won a couple of them and I keep telling people I'm like it doesn't it's not what you think I won because it was the only person in my division so I won by default I'm like but but I also say in order to actually win you have to complete at least one good lift of every one of those so if you fail mm-hmm. all three times you don't you right. won't get anything so right. and you you usually start with the squat so if you fail th- your three attempts at squat they don't let you move on you're done the right. the comp- yeah, out. yeah. Okay. You you can't even go to the next bench. You don't you don't do bench. You don't do deadlift. You're done because you have to complete one to do the others. And right. so, and you have I mean, to
1: complete each one. Exactly.
2: Okay. So and that's why I tell people. They they always say too if you're gonna compete, and I'll say this to anybody out there that's thinking about competing. Uh, when if you actually want to, there's some beginner competitions they do, and always mm-hmm. make sure your first lift is something you know you can do in your sleep. That's always what they tell you. Never. I mean, obviously you don't want to go too light you know if your max bench is 315 you don't want to open up with 135 you probably open up with 250 but you you know because if you go too heavy and some people have you start out and you're like ah my max is uh bench is 315 so i'm gonna start out with uh 320 and well you've never hit that before then you're trying to do that in a competition and a lot of these guys will fail so and and then the issue with that is if you go at 320 they don't let you go down if you fail. You have to stay at that. Oh, so wow. now you just so now you just pick something you can't do. Wow. And that's what they always t- they always tell you like in and, and and sometimes too uh, so the competitions are always in kilograms as well. Mm-hmm. So they always tell you make sure if you are looking. know look- your equation. They they have a chart for you, uh-huh. but some people will still say it in pounds. And so, they'll say, uh, yeah, my max squat, uh, you know, uh, 400. Well, they'll put that as 400 kilos. Jeez. So, you're doing... Jeez. so, and And I, I've heard uh, a few times that a lot of uh, women when they've lifted have done that. There was a woman, they said her her max bench was like 120, I think it was 150 was her max bench. And she said 150, but they put that as kilos. So, she had over 300 Three pounds, pounds on that bar. Yeah. And she had to do it. And they said... You know, God bless her. She tried it, and she of course failed because she couldn't do it. And they, I think they gave her an exemption and let her switch it because she didn't know. And they're like, "Well, if your max bench is 150 pounds, there's no way you're putting up 300 pounds." So they let her redo it. But yeah, it was. uh, They always say, "Make sure that first one is one you can do." Your second one should be close to your max. And then your third, I always say, hey, go for more than your max. Go see what you can do. Uh, I think most of my max lifts in the gym are a bit heavier than what I do in competitions. Some people it's reversed. It's kind of weird. But I will say the, the adrenaline rush you feel when you're up there in front of all those people watching you do a lift and they're, and sometimes if you get a good crowd, they'll cheer for you. Sometimes they only cheer for the person they're there for, right. but a good crowd, like my dad will cheer for anybody. He doesn't care. We, we I do the right. same thing. I'll cheer for everybody that's up there. Um, but when you get people and you're, you're sitting there and you're pushing that bar you're squatting you're doing whatever and they're sitting right. there screaming go 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 it, it just it there's no feeling like it and, right. and it, I will say it, it, it it's very comparable to being in that ring and, oh, and yeah. record you can attest to that too it's when you're in that ring just the the adrenaline rush you all feel getting right. in front of that crowd. And then it's like then when you're when all is said and done and you go home for the day you're just like oh I'm done I'm drained yeah. you know so it's 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 a blast doing that honestly and I I'm glad I do it and I I took some time off to to train uh, for wrestling because I wanted to make sure I could keep doing this and I'm gonna see if I can do wrestling and compete at the same time so oh
0: yeah well let me know on that date I'll definitely uh, oh yeah come by and uh, let's see what I can do I'll definitely let the
2: night. boys know I'll let everyone know
0: but. Yeah. Shit, yeah, I gotta get myself back in the gym. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, I think I've told you before.
2: You look like you're still hitting the gym. Like you haven't yeah. lost, you haven't lost uh, any bit of size from what I can tell. So I, I wish I was as big as you. And, and and speaking of size too, as as big as he is, and I know we have our rivalry going. But Hunter Payne's another big guy, and I, I honestly I look at him and I'm like, man, I gotta. I I mean, granted, I got the win over him, but I'm like, I, I gotta get as big as he is. I want to get yeah. as big as he is. He's He's something else out there. He's oh, he's yeah. he,
1: he's always he's, been a big man. He has. I mean, his back is as wide as the football a field. Man. Yeah, I think, he you know,
2: he so. is. So I I mean I don't want to give him too 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 much uh, props here because we do have our 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 six man coming up at Rage and I I I have every you know I I believe wholeheartedly that the reckoning is going to come out on top on that one. But yeah, he's he's a he's a big boy and, and then right.
1: obviously now, speaking of the. Uh, you know, this six man, what do you, how do you feel about Chi Chi coming back after he supposedly retired?
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know what to make of that, honestly. I, 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 recall, no, I wasn't here for it, but I recall he retired at, at rage 20. I guess he had a, a match. Yeah. It was a loser leafs power or something. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. And then I, I, I remember going through the curtain and seeing him sitting there in the crowd, and I didn't know what to make of that. So I thought he was just there to, Enjoy the show, and I guess uh, some some fans were yelling at him to go out there and help out, and you know he he decided to stick his nose in the reckoning's well, business. And it uh,
1: didn't help that uh, he had his drink slapped out of his hand either.
2: I mean that was inadvertent. You got to blame Ellie for that. That's I mean, he's the one that crashed into him. Not 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 any of the reckoning. He if he's going to hit anybody with the chair, you hit you hit Thomaselli. You don't hit anybody from the reckoning. You know, <laughs> so and and. and yeah, it, it, it is what it is, and you know he he got a couple shots on me, and you know we we haven't actually, honestly, he and I haven't been in a ring together. That was the first time in in ten years wow. that we'd been in a ring together. So, and then obviously I get to get my hands on him again at, at, at Rage. So, I was I, we're gonna have to teach him a lesson for getting getting in our business.
1: <laughs> well, well your tag team partners of uh, Tyler Sullivan and uh, Jason Dukes. Now Tyler Sullivan. Uh, obviously lost to Chee chi so he had to leave Powell. And Chi-Chi ends up just saying, I'm retiring. Uh, and then again, Chris Hedford found that loophole. Ding! <laughs> found that loophole <laughs> to bring Tyler Sullivan back. Uh, kind of underhanded, if <laughs> I, I, I say so myself. Uh, but again, this would be interesting because... Uh, you know, unfortunately, Tyler Sullivan still might be, you know, holding a little. Has not forgotten. Put it that way. He's not forgotten that mm-hmm. Chi-Chi beat him. You know, at one of uh, Powell's biggest shows.
2: No, and and definitely, obviously, um, if everyone saw, I, I don't know if it's if it's up yet. I mean, I know, I was hearing in the back that that Joey had some some problems with Tyler, and and we addressed that as well. And I mean, I I feel like Joey's mess I, I granted. Joey beat him last rage, but I think Joey's messing with the wrong guy in Tyler Sullivan. I mean, I, I don't know if he's seen Tyler's career and the matches he's been a part of, and the you know right. the, the death matches and everything that Tyler's been through. I, I I think Joey's in is you know barking up the wrong tree, so to speak.
1: Well, we'll definitely see there, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a six man tag that um, you know obviously you got uh, Chris Hedford in your corner, Ding. So anything could happen with that. Uh, speaking of you know more of the reckoning. You know, your other team members there, Acid Jazz and Sean Priest is going to be in this, I guess, this three-way type tag match against the Mm -hmm. Brothers of Funstruction and the Tag Team Champions of Irish Pub Army.
2: Well, and and I think it's, it's more to Jazz and Priest's advantage that they're in this match because they can just sit back and let the Brothers of Funstruction and IPA wear each other down and then... You know, we come. They can come in and sneak that win out and take home the titles. But I, I just want to reiterate for people that don't realize this: even if, even if, and this is a, a big if, we, we they somehow lose, Chris Hedford still has those keys. Mm-hmm. So you IPA or Brothers of Instruction, they can get that win, but then we can just cash the keys in right then and there and and sneak it right back. So it's one of the things that I think people are forgetting about. I mean, which is shocking to me because obviously Riccolo every every show we're there, he never announces Chris as the keymaster, and I've gotten had to get in his face numerous times to make sure that he reiterates that.
1: And, uh, well, now Ricklow is Ricklow. He is one of the voices of uh, Pow Entertainment, and speaking of which, he will be inducted into the Pow Hall of Fame, long overdue. Uh, this man has seen and. Uh, done commentary, and uh, announced some of the biggest names in wrestling on a PAL stage.
2: Absolutely, and, and honestly, uh, granted, he and I currently have our uh, disagreements uh, because of the way he's treating Chris, but I think he deserves this, and he has been a mainstay in power for years and like you said him and uh who, i believe who else we uh, rj too yeah, yeah, get inducted or so, so you, you got two people who in my opinion really deserve it regardless of what i might think of them i i still have respect for them i might not agree with them personally but i i can respect what they've done and say that they definitely deserve this
1: yeah well rj has uh, definitely called some matches here oh, yeah. that uh has gone down definitely in history here um now, we'll jump back up on the card here. Uh, Kazile, obviously, uh, uh, taking on uh, Jimmy Blaze for the Powell Heavyweight title. Kazile used to run with Tyler Sullivan, You know, a product of Tyler Sullivan, yes. if, if you will. Yeah. You know, uh, Your thoughts on that? Kazile or the boss man, Jimmy Blaze?
2: I mean, as, from what I've seen so far, I think... I think I think the edge has to go to Kazile. I think he he wants it more. I think he's hungry, especially after losing that, you know, his, his Midwest title, and, and it's just. It, I will say this though, he definitely owes me it when, when he wins it, and I will say when he wins it, he owes me the first title match because if not for me, he would have been worn down against Hunter Payne, and he he better remember that.
1: No, no, I mean he's, he's saying it right now. Uh, looks like Kazile – uh, is gonna have, uh, you know, a receipt. To, you know, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? When he comes on the show, we will uh, definitely uh, talk about that.
2: It'll be know. interesting to see what he has to say about that. But he, he definitely knows that he he has to know that if not for us, there's no way he's getting through Hunter Payne. Okay,
1: I, that that is true. And uh, obviously, when uh, Chris Hedford, ding did say <laughs> one for one, Hunter put you down in the first round, but you turn around and uh, return the favor, so to speak. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so it's definitely going to be interesting. And actually what uh, I think is going to also be interesting too, is uh, Electric Eric Freedom putting his bid in for that Powell Midwest championship against Tommy McCobb.
2: Yeah, that yeah. that honestly, I I didn't see that coming, but it's a match I definitely am interested in seeing. Uh, I I had a couple battles against uh, Eric Freedom myself, so I know what he's capable of, um, you know. And it, it's it's just funny that you know I feel like the older he gets, the better he gets. So, uh, but Tommy, he, he, he's a big man, and I don't see him letting anyone take that title from him. So again, I I uh, as much as I want to. Give the, the edge to the to the vet, Eric Freedom. I got to go with Tommy McCobb.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Eric Freedom and it's no secret. Eric Freedom and Jimmy Blaze, you know, are uh, calling it quits at the end of the uh, year. But what
0: if they both win?
1: Yeah. You but know, I mean, they, what, a, that's a, good what point. a way. Now, couldn't that throw a lot of... Uh, wrenches in a lot of plans. Say if they retire with the championships, they retired champions, mm-hmm. and then both titles go into a tournament style uh rounds that to was, crown new champions. That would oh, be yeah. crazy. You
0: know, I mean, know? I,
1: mean <laughs> I mean, two two vacant titles in a yeah. promotion and having two tournaments. You're gonna see
0: how hungry the boys oh, are gonna get real quick. I mean, I,
2: I will say if that does happen, you're gonna you're definitely cause and and Tom would be a bit upset knowing that their titles got the titles got vacated and they, they don't got, they don't they don't just get it handed to no, them they you got know. to start all over again. Yeah, exactly. Right. And
1: for Kazayo this would be twice because the yeah. title was taken away yeah. during the feud of him and uh you know Mason Mason, Perks. Perks. Yeah. yeah. So oh my god, now that would be something right there. That'd be yeah, crazy. Woo, two titles
0: up. <laughs> and then we got the match of the evening. Hornswoggle and Tyson Phoenix.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly interested to see that one. I've honestly, I've never seen a, I guess a midget match, so to speak. I've never, never watched it, but I, I mean, obviously, I've seen Hornswoggle when he was on TV, and I'm not familiar with with Phoenix, so it, it's one that personally, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to. I it, it I think it should be pretty entertaining. Right.
0: And yeah. Then, what about uh? Now we got two former best friends, Mateo Valentine. And uh, the former champ, Moondog Murray.
2: Yeah, I got to say I like that Mateo went to his dark side here mm-hmm. and embraced it. Because, I mean, there's nothing better than, in my opinion, turning on those fans. And I know because I've done it myself. And it's just the the feeling when they, they, they hate you, you just feed off of it. So I think... I mean, I know Moondog's is going to come fighting with everything he has, especially because he just got cost his championship, and he was a fighting champion, uh-huh. and he was true to his word. He defended it against almost everybody and, and, and several fe- uh, other companies right. as well, yeah. Right, yeah. So, but I I, I feel like, Mateo, in my opinion, I feel Mateo has more to prove, in, in, at least to himself. Uh-huh. So I think I got to give the edge to him.
0: All right. What we got? We still have, what, uh... We got Stylin' Shane Eaton with Jay Scutt versus Axel Embreo.
1: Now, that started off at Mm T-Woods when Germ T. Ripper supposedly got Shane Eaton's name wrong. Yeah, he called him Easton like I did on here. (laughs) Egan, Sean, I don't know, whatever he said, you know. Shane, get over it. Now you got yourself a match with Axel Embreo.
2: Yeah, and, and honestly, uh, Axel, I've I've seen him work. He's he's definitely uh, a hungry young kid. He's he's out there to to try, he's trying to make a name for himself, and that's yeah. he figures by by getting a match against Shane that it'll help him uh, solidify himself in the Pow roster. And but honestly, you're, you're working a, a wily vet like Shane, and he's he's not gonna go down easy. So uh i I'm, I'm again i'm gonna have to give it to, to give it to shane
1: yeah well who knows i mean if you know jay scutt isn't playing air guitar in the corner there, that too you know, he you know you gotta watch him too exactly and that's you
2: know. I, I mean you, you're definitely i mean you're gonna see Axel's gonna have to watch out for the outside interference which i for the record the reckoning never does that so he's gonna have to watch out <laughs> so. um, sorry sorry <laughs> Oh, that's funny. It's on, on the record already. now. It's on the record. <laughs> yeah, it's on the record.
1: Um, uh, well, we'll get more into that. But this is, uh, <laughs> And then, obviously, last but not least, a few that has been uh, brewing up a little bit. Terry Allen with Erica, De- De- Erica Um, All I know is that the chick is tall and she can kick. Yeah. Um, taking on Koa Laxamana. And now, Koa Laksamana his uh, his track record in PAL Entertainment hasn't really been the best. And uh, he's clashed with uh, Terry Allen on huh. two different occasions. Yep.
0: It may not have been the best, but they are very entertaining, though. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> he does that. put on an entertaining match.
1: Right. Uh, and you can't really count them out because actually, Koa Laksamana too, has been making appearances with NWA. Yes, you know, And true. in different promotions. I mean, so uh again uh koa laxamana and uh you know terry allen
2: so uh, i i've i've personally never been in the with with terry myself but i've I've seen his matches and he is a a brawler and it's Uh i mean he's he hits hard and he he takes no prisoners when he's out there but i i you know and then i look at koa and he's I mean, man, that guy's got a physique on him. I will, you know, I'm not trying to man crush here, but oh my God, that guy. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so, and, and I know the guy hits the gym hard and he's 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 good in the ring. So I, I, I but honestly, I, th- I feel that with, like you said, his track record so far and POW, I feel like he's due. And as much as I want to, I'd like to say Terry, just he's, he's just he's he's tough I and mean, he's tenacious as you know yeah. he, he used to be called but he i i got i i'm going to i'm going to give this one to Koa i think Koa okay. i think Koa wants to change that track record around i think he wants to start a winning streak here in Powell.
1: yeah i, I hear you you know and uh definitely you don't know what else is going to come out of this Russell Rage you just expect the unexpected mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. exactly. anything could happen maybe the Reckoning's record will improve you know on uh you know, for the tag titles and stuff like that. So we'll definitely have to see there. And, oh, Rucker? I mean, you got any more last little things before we wrap this up with Mr. Logan Steele?
0: No, I mean, we had a fun time. I wish we could have more, but, um, tell the fans here, uh, where they could find you. Uh, you know, you're, facebook your twitter handle or you hang on any of that or
2: uh yeah facebook it's uh logan woodcock is my my name but it'll be a logan steel it'll say that there too if you if you find that on instagram it's up for ultimate powerhouse underscore logan steel and that's about it so
0: all right well thank you very much for uh Taking the time to coming down to Studio 444 and uh, leaving the reckoning for a little bit. And, absolutely. And uh, shooting the shit with us. So. Yeah, that's
1: right. And uh, definitely got a great insight on the uh, the powerlifting and the competition yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, that's it, a cool little insight and yeah. in things, you yeah. know, and so yeah. forth. Uh, and once again, we want to thank our sponsors, Chris Hoff. Hoff, 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 Hoff. Uh, Michael Bear, photography, uh, a guy he has definitely been making great shots for. us. Oh, yeah, was. absolutely. And Chris Hoff, Powell's favorite attorney. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> we
0: got uh, Fonzie and the Dago Tees for letting us use the theme song, King of the Hill, nice. which is the official <laughs> song for for, for, WrestleRage. for WrestleRage. So Ooh, um, nice. check that out. Um, yeah, a video. We can... um,
1: I'm on... Almost got the video wrapped up for uh, WrestleRage 21 All with the right. theme song. It's going to be nice. something else. I look forward to it. My
0: former theme song, <laughs> yeah. which I gave to pals. <laughs> you know, nice. Uh, nice. It's definitely it nice to Right? And, Very nice of me. Yeah. And
1: fans, uh, tickets, uh, we are... I think down to like... Under 30, I under believe. Under 30, t- that's yeah, right, under 30 Might be under 20. Under 20, yeah,
0: there. from... Let's see, what's the latest update? Let me see, yeah. Yeah, um, under 20 tickets left remaining. So grab them while they're still hot.
1: That's right, you're not going to want to miss this. And definitely mark the calendars uh, for Rage Reaction, December 2nd in uh, Fox Lake. That's another show to end out the... 2023 year
0: and also with Rage you can only get tickets through POW or one of the wrestlers on the roster that's the only way you can get tickets so don't fall for scams or anybody saying they have tickets unless they are on the actual POW roster
1: you got it so there it is fans Logan Steele thank you very much for the train wrecker I'm good old Nick H and we will talk to you next time choo
0: choo (laughs)